Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. the last in the series of year end and year beginning thoughts at the turn of the year is with my colleague shrinivasan sundararajan known as shrini in this conversation we touched upon many topics related to personal finance as well as non financial planning including his passion for data and analytics and how understanding the related behaviors also matters as much or more than the data and how his own approach to analytics has evolved over time the year end being a logical time to reflect and plan was something that he shared and how one should start reflection and planning from considering oneself first and picking the vital few aspects that need to be addressed and focusing on measurements and analysis based on that also talks a little bit about his reflection on the past year on a personal level and he says that while he may not be very excited about planning quarter on quarter using a quarter as a window to review financial investments but shorter windows based on what the goals are may be considered and he also touches upon aspects one should be clear about both when planning and reflecting on the progress on these plans the concept of having discretionary and non discretionary aspects in the goals and aspirations will help one make the plans better the importance of making a public commitment or having an accountability body is something that he touches upon and finally how to use four words related to you know, intrinsic extrinsic as well as needs and wants to test the drive for motivation There is also a link to his blog on the same topic included in the show notes. Listen on. Hi Srini, welcome back to the Software People Stories. Hey, thanks Shivji. Pleasure being back with you. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And congratulations to all of you on the Software People Stories. I mean the amazing way in which it has progressed over the years, right? Kudos to you and the team for making it happen. Yeah, thanks. It's all because of a guest like you who make it worthwhile for our listeners and that's probably a good way to set the context for this conversation when you talked about you know the journey that you have taken so far see this is usually the time of the year when people either start reflecting on the year that was and make plans all those new year resolutions and things happen and uh, by the time we add this it is already the new year uh, in your case i had uh, you know two questions so one question you have been asking pretty much other pm pavrians also in this season about their own practices of how they look back the year and then how they look forward but in your case there are two questions essentially one is that i know that you are very good at analysis projections inferences and projections and so on uh 
and many times you use a lot of data at different sources to collate, find some patterns, and then extrapolate that. So when it comes to your own, let's say, personal planning, what is your approach? And the second part of that was, uh, you know, people consider this year end, the calendar year end, to be a time to plan and a new year to start things. The significance of that or what is so uh, special about this in your opinion and whether you follow that cycle or a different cycle. So other than that, um, yeah, then we will take it if there are uh, any more questions that come to mind. Thanks. We talked about the fact how do I personally plan being a data analytics student. Right? To a large extent, you are right about my being a data analytics guy. Right? I mean, in fact, so much so I would say if I was a software engineer in this generation, I probably would have operated from that domain rather than taken the path that I have taken in my life. Right? So that has been my passion. But having said that, one thing maybe the last 40 years of my work experience has also left me with this. I think behaviors matter as much as data matters, right? And this, no matter what it is, right? Over the years, I have realized that it's a combination of the two things, right? Uh, and I think that the interesting branch in economics today called behavioral economics, right? And people talk of nudge theory and a whole range of things. So you suddenly realize that it is while you cannot quantify behavior in the classical way, but it has its own way in which you can sort of do it, even if it is not a numerical way. Mm -hmm. And it has a bearing in how people look at uh, this one, right? So if you look at it from the viewpoint of people and their personal planning, I think both of them play a role, right? You okay. people do want hard data. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants hard data. People, I mean, when I have friends and I speak to them, people want the first question is, hey, which mutual fund can I invest in? And how quickly it will give me a high return? Mm -hmm. And uh, the constant answer is, wait, there is no right or wrong. Uh, let's take a step back to understand what you want and then start. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that is my own evolution, if you ask me, right? Progressively to just being a hard data man to now trying to say, hey, there is a behavioral part of it. And uh, it doesn't have to be always what you think is the first best solution that people have to take. Mm. Even the second, mm. third, fourth best solution is still maybe good enough because it is people who have decided on that. Okay. Rather than you coming out. And this has worked even in my work life, right? So mm. not mm. on the finance part of it, even in the work side of it, right? So when I go to coach, even at teams, right? I let people make the decision. Sometimes you know that it may not be the best solution, right? There may be other better solutions. But then if the team or the person concerned is going to pick up something, I would let the person take that up and make the progress rather than come back and say, hey, there are better alternatives than what you picked up. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I answered the first part of your question. Right? How I, second part of it about the year end and the planning. right? That is a common thing. So it so happened that I just put out, I mean, I do, I'm sort of, yeah, you might think a data analytics guy should be more rigorous in some things. I'm rigorous in some things and I'm pretty laid back in many other things. I'm a hybrid. You cannot categorize me in this way. So like I recently put out my own analysis of mutual funds to a whole range of friends whom I know over the years. And needless to say, some people did come back. Some of the friends wanted to come back. 
And is it coincidental with the fact that I put out my report and then people came back to me or is it year end? I think it's a combination because I did see some people saying, hey, this is a good time of the year for me to be look at. So hmm. I think people do look at year end as some sort of a magical moment when they have to recalibrate themselves. Right? And yeah. So personally, even I thought of, it is just that I think it is in your mind, there is a concept of a year switching, right? It's probably a behavior that is attuned into you, but I am open even to reviewing my portfolio at a different point of time in the year. But yes, year end does give me that little bit of a time to say, hey, go back and relook at it. Personally, I do do that. Uh, and there are times when I don't do it for years in a row, like especially in the COVID years, I just shut my eyes and said, like, let things lie the way they are. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't want to unnecessarily worry myself on something. That's been my approach to how I approach my personal life and helping friends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my question is not just about you know, wealth management, personal wealth management, uh, even in our own personal journeys. And uh, I liked it when you said that uh, you have a mix of both the quantitative as well as the behavioral qualitative things, which probably are more sensed or more patterns and things like that. Now, uh, when you sit down to reflect or when you reflect when you're walking out, when you do that, is there a time when you do that? And then the associated thing is, now how do you kind of pick relevant information, whether it is quantitative or qualitative, because today we have so much of information that is available. right? And how do you filter out at least the noise or things, uh, pick the ones that are relevant for taking some decisions? Or... Okay. So again, this is an interesting topic because for me, as you aptly pointed out, I used to be a very data analyst. That means I, even today, I believe that a whole range of data does make sense. But at the same time, you will find that I'm a big conundrum. I am starting to become a minimalist in another way. I'm saying, let us try to distill out, take a few things away and see whether there are a few things that will matter. Right? And in that process, I know that there's a risk. I might be missing out something that because I'm starting to do this approach. Right? Uh, so, yes, I initially start off with the fact that there is a whole swath of data. I Like even when I did my analysis this year, I sometimes go back and relook at the way I approach it, right? It's been a few years since I did the earlier approach, so I said, let me do that. And this time I think I made a conscious attempt, I want to minimize my algorithmic approach to coming back and finding out what I think are good points. I started with a wide range of things. In fact, I went even to the level of trying to see into the limited data, whether I can project trajectories and all that. And luckily, statistics told me that the data that I have is garbage, you know, that I can't make any sense. Thankful, uh, thankful for that. But once I went past that stage, I honed in on a few things that eventually started to make a difference and stayed with that. Right. So eventually I said, look, I'm not going to worry about all the other factors. Reduce it to a handful of factors and just work on it. One. The second thing is when it comes to work, right? The same thing, I've started adopting a slightly different style, all right? Compared to my old quote-unquote manager life, say nine years back when I was actually running a business, right? Over the years, I've transformed myself, right? I don't just look at metrics. I go back to people and say, hey, come back and tell me what are the things that is bothering you the most, 
और
to start his PhD, right? And I think, yeah, helping him through the journey, right, is what makes it interesting for me, right? Uh, we know each other well, right? He has his own strengths, and I have my own little things. And uh, then we work together. For example, even though he would consult me on a few things and help him through the procedural part, the process part of it, but we, we being very clear that the decision is this, right? And when he got into the university, and then uh, just a few days back, I asked him the first semester closed down. I asked him, "Is it what he imagined, right? Because you have an imagination based on a few discussion, a few chat you had with the prof, right? And you land up in the university when you're trying to do a PhD." Right. And and this is it. I'm extremely happy. It's a very collaborative environment, just the way I thought. So that is one of the big things that I would say personally, really John. Second thing is, yeah, I know you said don't talk of personal wealth management, but not my own personal wealth. But when I meet friends, right, and we have a dialogue, it makes a lot of difference when somebody comes in and you share and help him or her understand. Hey, the difference between your earlier approach to just a small variation is. The fact that you are leaving anywhere between a few tens of lakhs on the table versus a few crores in other cases over your lifetime. The moment you show that, there's a aha moment for them. Am I leaving away a few crores? I mean, I, I'm talking about people in our this one, right? Money matters, right? We are not in the league. Or at least my friends are not in the league of hundreds and thousands of crores. So a few crores does not matter. And that is good, right? Because my job is, my viewpoint is, I enjoy educating people to find out, discover for themselves. And then I ask, if you want that, you need to be willing to spend, say, about 30, 40 hours a year. Right? That's a call you have to make. So those are the things that give me both on this side. Other one that gave me interesting joy this time is, uh, uh, I started becoming a business consultant slash coach with a set of uh, people who have started an end service company, right? So that is interesting, right? Uh, you want to be a coach, and that's how you start with the dialogue. But soon I realized, uh, one thing I've realized over time is just being a coach is not letting out in most places. It's at least a coach come a mentor, right? Mm. The only thing I try to do is, as far as possible, stay away from being an advisor. Okay. Right? Right. Subtle variations, all of them, one can look at it at the spectrum, right? I go back and as a mentor, I say, hey, this is what it means, this is where it is. You still make the call, right? Because, But obviously, mentor means I have my domain knowledge, I share with them to try to make a call. As a coach, I try to help them discover, but then taking them to the next step, right? I do. Uh, that's also been an interesting journey, right? And the way the discovery happened from where they stated what could have been the challenge, so how they discovered the challenge of themselves also was an interesting part. And the fact that they knew that something will work very well, but then they were not, for whatever constraints, they were not willing to do that. Right? But that discovery by themselves, right? I think were some nice, interesting moments in my, if you say professional life, personal life, right? I'm not pulling everything out, but these are some of the top. Yeah, interesting. Now, coming back to uh, that trigger, a time trigger, for example, in terms of when you do the reflection or you know, uh, how you can move towards a decision and, of course, action. Uh, in the financial sector, or when you look at it uh, 
through those numbers, you always talk about you know, quarterly results. Right? A quarter seems to be a significant time. And then we have, uh, say, on the, uh, since you mentioned Agile and all that, you say two weeks sprint. And then you have these uh, milestones of uh, you know, year, calendar year. Then you have the financial year. Even though they are both a year, they are kind of starting and ending at different times. Then there is also a personal year. People say that birthday is a good time to start. Okay. So uh, what is, in your opinion, a reasonable period to come back and then revisit or refine anything that you probably plan? Yeah, they said many New Year resolutions fall off by January 15th, right? Actually, uh, my yoga instructor, right? Uh, he actually is to check out. He said, hey, the new, on December 1st, he said, you know, there's only one month to go for the New Year. So let us pass the resolution from December 1st that we will do yoga regularly for this month. Okay. okay. So, I mean, very young guy, right? But I admire the way he is looking at people's behavior because he's doing it online remote, right? He does meet people, right? Okay. But intuitively gets into people's way of thinking of differing things or something like that. And he says, sometimes for Diwali, he said, hey, make sure you do this so that at least when you want to enjoy Right, so that is one way of people trying to look at it, right? So, other side, I said, people look at the behavioral aspect of how people think and mm -hmm. try to teach them a little bit to start using this as an opportunity to flip, uh, right? Because, one, especially in personal finance for people, uh, that year model is a very dicey model sometimes for people who are not made the moves because mm -hmm. the year goes by and the first month goes away, then they let it drift for one more year. Right to make their thinking, put their uh, thinking hat on. So I try to tell people to get started with thinking. Right. The first thing, is, in my point of getting your thinking started. For that, I don't think there should be any time. Right. Now is a good time for anything that you think you want to act on with the Right. So that is one view on at least your thinking hat and how you want to get started, so that you start mm -hmm. some mind power over whatever you want. I'm mm -hmm. not even talking of the actual ground effort. Right? The first part. As far as the this one, over time, I feel there are two things. One is, I think you need to look at your goals, right? So say, hey, and especially if I come back to work side of the thing, typically I understand quarters come into play. And I think, Unfortunately, quarters have become so normalized in work. And as you said, it even goes back because of probably the market pressure on the company and the company going by quarters, mm. right? And that's killing back even to the work. For a software engineer, for me, a quarter is actually a meaningless unit of measure. Instead, if you say, hey, this is the feature that I want, and if it's going to take another 18 weeks to deliver, plus or minus three weeks, right? I think. My timeline for looking at something is that 18 plus or minus three weeks, right? Uh, I know when I work in corporate consents, I do adapt back to the quarters, but left to myself, I would try to help people to start looking at it in that way, because the reason is there are no artificial boundaries of whether you're reaching the goal, right? Mm. Uh, you are starting to think that way and then you break that into smaller chunks and try to move it, right? So even if your work started in the middle of a quarter, ended in the end of a quarter, whatever it is, it doesn't matter or it feels even across three quarters, right? You are not focused on what I can accomplish in this quarter. You are asking yourself the question, am I me delivering something meaningful? Mm -hmm. Right? And so, yes, I 
I'm not exactly now a believer in the fact that you want to look at quarters, weeks, and months, or even years for that matter, except using it as a review mechanism once you have your goal defined. Hmm. Because if my goal is, let us say, 18 weeks, right? Now then the question is based on where I am, maybe every two weeks or every three weeks or four weeks is a good time for me to review how I'm progressing. If my goal is only a few weeks, if I'm doing a prototype, maybe every week is a good enough time for me to do a dictate to review it. So I want to look at it, hey, the frequency will be a function of your goal duration. And something like the retirement planning, I tell people, in fact, the other thing, I tell people, don't, you can't sit down every morning and check up because every morning, if you start going to measure how the market is going up and down, you will probably yeah. have heart attack and you won't even read the retirement plan. Right? So you just give yourself the time, right? You have to have patience as a virtue in that case. Mm. So yeah, goal driven, but frequency based on how long the goal is. Okay. Uh, two kind of related questions. Now, one is that um, yeah, it's all always very exciting to to win. Because there are so many possibilities we think of and then we make some assumptions and all that. And invariably during execution. It doesn't follow the exact plan that we might have created. We win some, we lose some, some things get delayed, some things probably change over time. And all. As well as, at least in mutual funds, I always keep saying that no past performance is no guarantee of future performance. Right? So, from maintaining a poise, like you mentioned, no, if you have a retirement plan, don't look at an AV every day. Right? Uh, so, when how can we not become obsessive about the plan or the goals that we set up? And when there is a deviation, uh, what are some ways to take that in or handle that in the strike? So let me, I mean, this is the discussion I have. Uh, I said I'm also helping some set of uh, young entrepreneurs to run their organization and have some business. Hmm. So it's a more clear situation where I'm getting involved. So the one thing, this is the problem that you said is something that I probably faced all my life when I was in the corporate world and I probably did not realize how to handle it. In hindsight, I think I have a slightly better way to approach it. I'm not saying anything. So the first thing I when I go back to ask people is when people come back and say there's a goal, right? Or something I want to achieve. My request with people is, hey, tell me, okay, is this what you would ideally want? Or is this what you reasonably want? Mm. The first thing is I want people to start setting up what they reason to do. Uh, yeah. And then the next question I tell when planning is, come back and say, what is it to the bare minimum that is acceptable to you? Mm. And this is a question that I ask people when they start the planning. What is your bare minimum that is acceptable? What is it that you want? Because, and then agree, Based on your this one, some frequency or a certain multiples of the frequency at which you will make that call. Mm. Right? What happens is I ask people, right? Let us say, for example, these people wanted to achieve something in two years. I'm saying, okay, if you take a monthly frequency, they're going to give at least another six months of measurement. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to look at it, hey, you have a glide path, right? Which you consider as a lower threshold. And what you consider as your decent threshold. Hmm. And my suggestion to people is, if let us say you have done a reasonable amount of journey, 
and if it has busted your lower pressure, obviously let's go back to the drawing board to repair. Simple, right? Because I mean, I'm not. It is nothing like we made a mistake, right? It all happens. Many things are may not be in our control and whatever it is, but we need to reevaluate, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever reason, whether our assumption went wrong, whether the market changed, whether my own personal situation changed, it doesn't matter, right? Or the customer's needs changed, it doesn't matter. I bust it. If I am above the upper limit or what I call the legal limit, then the question is, do I want to further double down on this? Because sometimes mm -hmm. it's multiple things, right? Am I wanting to put more firepower behind it to make it successful? Right? Because Suddenly, I'm at a hit because there are good days, right? Mm -hmm. And if it is between the two, it is worth having a dialogue to see what should I do, right? Maybe I extend this for another six months, like in a probation, mm. and come back and reevaluate, right? Because I don't want to significantly alter my plan, mm -hmm. but I still want to continue to keep the monitoring point, mm. right? So, this is something I think in hindsight. I have learned and I'm trying my best to tell people to look at it. Right? Mm. And I do this. I, I'll give you the example of this uh, young guy for running a service company. I do the same thing, for example, with friends, right? When they come back and say, hey, retirement planning. I say, mark your discretionary and non-discretionary, right? Mm. You might say, my non-discretionary is I want an iPhone at least base model. My discretionary might be that, hey, I want the iPhone Max. Mm. Right? So that when you plan, we put it up. And let us see, as you said, the market will vary. I want to at least make sure I meet, meet this mm -hmm. so that I have enough defensive position to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm working in a normal course, I can meet that also. Mm -hmm. Of course, it is better than that. Good. Then I can decide what else I want to supplement it with. Mm -hmm. right. so that's probably the approach, I, which I didn't follow, by the way, when I was a manager. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of our colleagues in a similar topic earlier also mentioned uh, that uh, making a public commitment kind of helps them. When you say that you want to do something, at least taking the help of a buddy or uh, someone else to either remind you, nudge you, or uh, probably just support you at you know, different times when you're both high as well as low. What has been your experience and would you Suggest that for, say, a wider range of topics for planning? So, okay, very interesting. One of our ex colleagues, right? She just called me up a few weeks back. And she said, Hey, Shini, you put this article on the blog on motivation. And I had four words how to look at your motivation. And she said, I would like to use that because she had something to do it. I said, go ahead and then work with her to create an exercise around that. Mm. So I think I would look at it from where, whether your motivation is intrinsic or extrinsic and whether it is need driven or want driven. Right? Those are the four quadrants in which I would put it. Because anything that comes into eventually being intrinsic, I think the goal and the technique that I adopt will be more aligned. Mm -hmm. If it is extrinsic only, right, it is quite likely I might take any path or any journey to somehow mm -hmm. meet it. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, I would like to see whether, and if it is extrinsic, 
but you are willing to convert it over time intrinsically, then it is okay. But I would never try to do it something that is extrinsic only. Let me give you an example, right? I mean, it goes back about a decade or half, decade and half, right? A lot of companies which are in the top half, four companies of India in the software industry, listed, right? They were all doing in a similar way, right? One may be a big, big, one may be medium, small, uh, small, but they were all within the range of companies. And when external pressure on one other company, right, to keep up with the Jonas's, they started saying, I have to meet the, like the others. So like, for example, uh, TCS and NC would publish their things first, and then I would publish after that. So I want to make sure I meet the quarters. So people obviously started doing something that was not necessarily, it's a deviant behavior, hmm. right? Because the public pressure was on me. Yeah. And exposure, right? Now, at some stage, that will explode. Mm -hmm. I'm talking of a very well-known situation where it exploded badly. So I don't think it is possible. And the reason I say that to the people is because you will be at mental ease. And I go back to our good friend Vishu, right? Uh, when he talks of the physical energy versus your mental energy, right? Mm -hmm. If I have an intrinsic, right? My own intrinsic need will make it easier for me to make it happen. If it is extrinsic, it's always going to be shortcuts are going to call the possible answers to that thing. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm a little wary when people only operate on extrinsic pressure. Right? If I'm just using you, like for example, if I use you as my sounding board and I know that, that is not, I'm not operating because I'm using you pressure is okay, but she will come and ask me, Shini, how are you doing on this? And then I'm using you as a sounding board. That's okay. But then I'm using it in a different context. Yeah. Are you seeing where you are in your plan and where you are moving? Right? You're in a non-judgmental way, you're not putting a pressure on me, but you're still alerting me to something. Right? And fine. But if I'm going to use Shivji as a stick, then I'm a little wary of it. Yeah. I think on that uh, reflective note, Thanks a lot, Srini, for sharing your thoughts, the way you look at things, what has worked for you, and how you have been you know, guiding others, and so on. I'm sure that our listeners would also draw some inspirations and some tips for how they can plan and make sure that their plans for the year are realized, converted to action. It's been a pleasure, Shri. As always, uh, very interesting questions, and uh, sometimes you force me to think, uh, hopefully, People will find something useful out of it. If not, at least they found out what will not be useful for them. That's the way I look at it in this case. Thanks, thanks again, Shivji, for the time. Thanks, Shivji. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, Please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.